Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal. Weekly, we are brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Check out AllAccessMMA.com for our video podcast, MMA stories, and MMA news. On this National Beer Day, how's it going, brother? Hot as balls, so I got to drink an ice cold one all by myself. <laughs> Out of my cheers mug, where everybody, there you go. everybody knows my name. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, well, today's uh, beer day. Uh, we do have some violence to look forward to this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of across the board in uh, yeah. some Wacky Wild, uh, the return of a legendary event and, and uh, a UFC yeah. review. Yeah, really quick before we move on. I mean, uh so we we were going to try to get Hunter Homostek to join us on the podcast. He's actually scrambling. Um, he's got an event. Um, you know, he does. He's the GM at Two Four Seven Fighting Championships. There's a full write up on my MMA news about it. If you want to read about the event, it's on Saturday. Um, I put a link also in the description for folks that want to check it out. But uh, you know, in in a short amount of time, Hunter's been able to take the take uh what most regional like mma promotions don't get to step outside of their little backyard area and he's 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 crossing state lines already in a short amount of time so um we were going to try to have him on but he's literally like either still trying to check into his hotel and stuff and um but i promised him i'd plug the event that's one thing happening on saturday obviously i know all the everyone's all fucking hot and bothered about the ufc 293 we'll be doing our picks for that but there's also a lot of other shit going on that seems to be going under the radar. If you're a longtime combat sports fan, um, I don't know what, what what you've been doing this whole time. Maybe you're all f- distracted by the UFC video game coming out or whatever the hell your problem is. Well, Fedor's but... <laughs> in it. There is a reason to be distracted. <laughs> Did you play any of those video games? Like I play, I have literally, if I was able to record it again, apologize to the folks that the, the podcast, I'm outside of my regular recording area. But in my gaming shelf in the other room, I have my the real fighting video games, which is the Pride video game for PlayStation 2 and whatever the other UFC one. Undisputed 3, the greatest game of all time. Yeah. Pride and UFC. Um, I, yeah, I played all the UFC games. I mean, I go back to Dreamcast. I played the first one ever on Dreamcast to, uh, and then uh, and then all the ones up until, up until like the second. I played the first one on the, like the new next-gen games, like the, the Endeavor UFC, I guess, um, like maybe their first or second version, but after, but I didn't play them very long. They were boring. I played, I, yeah, I played UFC four, the last one. Okay. I got it because of COVID. We were home. I had nothing, you know, they kept showing, you know, marketing got me. It was in my face, in my face. So I bought it and I, I think I, I did the career mode and finished it. And like, you know, again, it was COVID, not much to do. Finished it right away. Lost my interest in it. I guess the, the 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 draw for it is fighting other people online as other fighters or with your made up fighter. Um, I'm an old man, so I, I like I like I like doing other shit. I mean, I do have a Twitch channel. I do have a Twitch channel if you want to see what the shit that I like to do, which is pretty much get drunk and play horror games. But that's a, that's another story. No, I mean, I, I the yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of criticism from the games. I mean, you have the hardcore fans that play it just because it is what it is, and that's what I was for a lot of years. But I don't play as many games now as I used to, so it, it's not uh, it's not a must play for me. But mm-hmm. if they bring a pride mode back and you can do some head stomping and and stuff like that, and yeah. uh, you know, Fedor and Shogun and Vanderlei and 
Gary Goodridge and those guys, like it was in, in the, in the undisputed game, then uh, I, I, I probably will give it a run. Um, yeah. You know, at least, at least to, to, for that nostalgic uh, reason, but you know, uh, yeah, they haven't, they haven't done great on their games. I don't understand why they don't release all the fighters. They have them all under contract. Seems like that would be one. Of the I was stories. actually surprised to see the Fedor thing, but I guess because they have the licensing of Pride and all that, and Fedor actually uh, shared the image, or whoever handles his social shared the image from the game. So I imagine he's getting something out of it, dude. Even if he's not getting like money out of it, it's still a you're buying it. Well, I mean, it's, it's cool to like that he's being recognized. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's a you know we're, we got to get beyond the point of of like. You know, they it, Frank Shamrock should be in the game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the the pettiness needs to pass, and we need to acknowledge the the legends. Because with cards like the UFC's putting on these days, I don't know how many legends you're really going to create. When seriously, um, you know, that's that's I think that's going to be the long run uh, biggest downfall for the UFC. But mm-hmm. but anyways, there are, we'll get to that card down the line. Uh, you wrote an article about the. Uh, well, not ready to break out tomorrow night for Game Bread. Uh... Yeah, Game Bread is doing their bare knuckle MMA. I, I I feel like maybe people are thinking it's just bare knuckle boxing. Kaposa kind of just shared it and alluded to that, and I I put the link of the article uh, that I wrote. I wrote it today because I've been getting the press releases for it, and it's been on my radar. And I and I I've I've shared stuff previously, like that week I was in uh, New York for the PFL event. I was sharing stuff because they had some stuff media stuff they had open workouts that week they had the press conference yesterday and it just seems to be like it's, it's going under the radar but i don't think people realize number one it's a rematch between two former ufc heavyweight champions and number two it's 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 not bare knuckle boxing it's bare knuckle mixed martial arts so i i just feel like and again i know it's heavyweights so it's probably gonna wind up being a slugfest anyway but <laughs> i i just feel like not enough people for as any everyone that swears they're they're fans of of you know combat sports. I mean, you had two former UFC title holders fighting each other, and a rule set that's a little bit uh, outside of what most folks are used to. And and that to me, that's interesting. I'm not sure why other folks aren't interested. And not, to top it all off, it's on fucking YouTube. It's not a pay per view. You don't have to be subscribed to any other bullshit. Like it's on YouTube. Go to the Game Bread, you know, just like this podcast is on YouTube. You can go to the Game Bread YouTube channel. Uh, it was the eight, eight or nine o'clock tomorrow night, prime time. It'll be on yeah, seven thirty. Yeah, and just it'll be on there for you to watch. Like wherever you're at, you, you everyone. If you've got Android phone, you got YouTube on your phone. Like, <laughs> no, actually, I think the event starts at eight o'clock your time. Five o'clock. <laughs> I'm, I'm confusing it with the, the next thing we're going to get into, but five o'clock. Yeah, no, I know. Goes. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, as far as I understand, it's unified rules. It's MMA rules with bo- uh, bare knuckle, which is cool. They had the uh, Roy Nelson, Dylan Kleckler fight uh, in the last one. Um, and actually while researching or looking into this one, I noticed their main event for the next one's already scheduled. And that one's yeah. Roy Nelson versus Alan Belcher. Yeah. Um, Belcher. So the winner and the winner of tomorrow night face fights the winner of that. In, oh, in, okay. Uh, yeah. So, okay, I gotta catch up on that better then. But yeah. that's amazing. There's potential for some real. I mean, uh, Alan Belcher right now is the current BKFC heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. He may end up relinquishing it. Um, I kind of get the feeling because he did a boxing match for I think Misfits Boxing. Kind of get the feeling like he reached the pinnacle. It was a tough fight to win the championship. It was a fight he was getting his butt kicked for a long part of it, and then he managed to get a, a, a stoppage. Uh, I wonder if he kind of just feels like, hey, I got the title there. 
I'm older in my life. Now it's time to go try boxing or now, now bare knuckle, but maybe he's just going where the money's at. Who knows what, what Masvidal's uh, dishing out, but, um, but getting back to uh, Verdun and, and Dos Santos, I mean, it's a rematch. I, I want to say from UFC 91, it might not be the exact date, but it's right around that, that era right there. And um, the story behind the event is that, uh, or the first time they fought is Verdun, basically uh, Dos Santos came in as a late, uh, late re- not a late replacement, but just a late fight. It was kind of, there wasn't a lot of thing. Nobody knew who he was. He had never fought in the UFC before. So he made his debut against Fabricio Verdun, who was a huge favorite. Um, and uh, Verdun came in out of shape. And and if you've seen the fight or if you haven't, uh, Dos Santos hit lands one of the biggest uppercuts mm. in UFC history and just crushes Verdun. And huge upset at the time, really put uh, Dos Santos on the map. Like I said, no, I had no idea. He, I mean, th- that was a time when I watched the sport like, every fight that across the globe and uh and i didn't know who he was so i think he was only like five and oh at the time um so it's kind of a chance for verdun to get late career revenge uh maybe in you know sort of tito and liddell but hopefully a little less pathetic um yeah i, I mean I, i'm also like i mean he seemed overly like the stuff he said anyway seemed like he's he had a lot of confidence and i'm just like i mean his shoulder separated in his last mma fight at eagle fc junior dos santos shoulder so I mean, and and Verdum seemed to like the idea of bare knuckle because, uh, you know, he talked about how his submissions can, which is true, the gloves, you know, whether it be four ounce, you have know, four ounce gloves, are you know, you can still do submissions with the four ounce gloves, but it's harder to sink to sink in stuff, you know, when you have that wedge in between, and it's hard to slip out of stuff when 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 you have something like a, the knob to to stop your hand from slipping out of stuff, so. It's going to be interesting. Um, it's going to. It's definitely going to be interesting. I still say the fight doesn't hit the ground, though. <laughs> I hope Verdun tries to take it to the ground, though. Yeah, I do. I feel like I feel like he's. It's not As Fabricio Verdun if he's not like at least attempting to get the fight to the ground. Mm-hmm. I don't think he wants to stand in that fight. Verdun. I mean, yes, he had. You know, he had his beaten up uh, Roy Nelson and Travis Brown and some of those guys. But like, I feel like his bread and butter is is taking people down and and the threat of it all and and obviously when you throw in bare knuckle if he manages to get a, an advantage position um you know you can get a little nasty and and figure out ways to cut people open and you oh, know yeah. with the bones on your hand you just you know those guys those guys know what they're doing so i just uh i i, I i'd like to see verdun you know i'd like to see verdun at least have a good showing i'd like to see them both i kind of feel like we know what we're getting with dos santos he's a happy-go-lucky guy i think he's always going to say yes you know he's mm. not he's always going to be optimistic i think i think that's yeah. just who he is as a human being but i mean I, i'm I, I i definitely kind of lean towards dos santos knocking his block off but i'd like to see verdun you know I'd like to see him try to do jujitsu. It'd be cool if it hit the mat, so we at least got to experience I'm, a couple minutes of that. Yeah, if it's only one more time in their careers, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, no, I hear you, man. I'm just curious as to because again, that shoulder separation or whatever he had when he fought Jorgen Dacastro, and I know it's already a while, you know, long past. He's obviously over. He looked great today. His shoulders didn't look any any weird, you know, because Matt, you know, Matt Mitrion's shoulder just randomly pops pops out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like any of that was going on, so I'm just wondering if if that affects uh, the power that he had, or, you know, or how he throws at all. He said, I mean, he didn't he didn't say as much at the pre- last press conference that they had and the face off at weigh-ins today. He looked good, so 
I'm actually looking forward to that uh, Friday night to start off the the, the weekend. Yeah, Friday night, uh, then Saturday night, um, we have the return of a legendary event, K1. Uh, the original concept of K1 returning, Michael Chavello on the play-by-play. Uh, the eight, oh, It's an open-weight Grand Prix uh, tournament on the card. Uh, so you got big dudes, you got some middle-sized dudes, you know, and and, uh, and going at it in a, in a one-night, you know, eight-man tournament. And then they got about a dozen, you know, K1 Max style fights uh, showcasing a couple champions. Not super familiar. A lot of them are Japanese fighters. But mm-hmm. um, just the – if this has a chance to come back and we get back to a heavyweight you know, it, it, we get kind of a circuit again of a Grand Prix of kickboxing. I understand, you know, because there's obviously great kickboxers out there. The 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 handful that are still existing in in glory from the the older days, you know, the Verhoevens, the the Badaharis, the mm-hmm. you know those guys who occasionally pop up, uh, maybe the Ignashovs or some of those guys. But the the whole K one man, I don't know if you really, you know, I know you were around and stuff, but. I, I love that. To me, I always kind of said, if I could only bring back one thing, like it wasn't going to be no holds barred. It wasn't, it was to bring back the K one because that, mm-hmm. that event that would take place, you know, three, four or five times a year that you'd get to watch in the U S I mean, I love staying up late night watching that pride, yeah. had kind, especially when pride had kind of disappeared, you know, in, in 2006, 2007. And all of a sudden for eight, nine, I mean, there was one night that a 16 man, one night grand prix tournament, semi shield mm-hmm. win it. It was combined with dream. It was like the great, it was like a nine hour, 10 hour event, just nonstop combat sports. Um, and really, I think it was 2009. Um, but yeah, they went on it. Overeem won it. Um, you know, Crow Cop won, I think the last tournament. Yeah, had. like all these, all these, these names that you're mentioning, a lot of folks don't even know. Like they've only heard Rogan mention it, and and during, you, you know, when these when these fighters fought in the UFC, and they talk talking about high level strikers, and you know, they've only heard him talk about what they did in K1. To see it is is is, is you know is it if you were I know there's a lot of folks that went back and watched those fights after hearing about them and seeing their careers in the UFC, but uh, and and in MMA, but it's just uh, it, it was like it was something out of like a I want to say like I used to like going to like in the in the like in the 90s you'd go to, to the, the action video aisle and you'd pick up one of these like 90s like kickboxing movies like B movies there was something that was like a there was like a cult following or, or a fandom about it and that's what it was almost a comic book like it was like a comic book level of like the way they hyped up the guys and the ray cephos and Mm -hmm. the you know uh dewey cooper was not even a big huge name in it but you mentioned joe rogan talks about him he still coaches the mma to this day and they talk about his striking and globe fatosa they talk about Mm -hmm. the question mark kick when you when you see that in mma uh joe rogan used to bring that name up a lot yeah Um, and that's the other thing too like a lot a lot of people will see like striking techniques in mma and act like it's this you know, it's some random new thing. You know, it's, it, if you just look, you watch those fights, you'll find a lot of good footage of, of some great, really, like, really good, not not just your standard leg kicks and calf kicks. You know, there's some good liver kicks, uh, spinning kicks, you know, to the soft tissue in the midsection that, that drop dudes. That was just something beholden to see. And it was not just Muay Thai guys. You had guys from karate. You had guys from Taekwondo. You know, you had – yeah, it was it – was, if it was, it sounds weird to say mixed martial arts are striking because when you're talking about mixed martial arts, you're talking about all martial arts. But you had all these different striking backgrounds, people facing each other, and um, 
It was just something that was fun to watch. And especially, like you said, when it wasn't around, they used to do the replays. MSG Network used to show the replays late at night. And when I, w- I used to work in my dad's uh, restaurant, I'd come home and I'd stay up late because that was was on. And I'd watch those old fights just because it was just something, something you know, along the lines of watching a Bruce Lee movie. You know, it was just something fun to watch. Mark Hunt. And yeah, yeah I mean, it was just non nonstop, the stuff that that would go on. And, and I mean, and they were just it was. It was just cool the way everything, you know, they, it was, a, it was, <laughs> I mean, you know, again, I, but you, you know, I was getting what I'm thinking of. You're mentioning, you know, like a mixed martial arts. I mean, you had Aki Bono compete in it. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Francois Botha, who was like a legit heavyweight boxer mm-hmm. uh, crossover and, and do a bunch of K1, obviously boxing, you know, it's kickboxing, but um I want to say you might have even like a Ray Mercer or somebody might have given it a run for a, for a fight. That might be, I might be wrong on that one, but you know, it, Bob Sapp came in. I mean, it, it was, it was mm-hmm. a, it was a, it's a, it's a, it, at its purest form, it's like the most wild form of kickboxing you really could have because it's three, three minute rounds. There's, you know, you didn't go into the decision and a grand prix doesn't do you much good. You don't want to fight nine minutes. You want to get that fight over as quick as possible. So defense was kind of sparsely used, you know, and, and it was always big dudes, you know, Remy Bonjowski and Hongman Choi. And I mean, it just, it goes on and on. Um, and, and I, it, Michael Chavello on the call, that's going to be nostalgic in itself. The good news is I heard today it's on the fight. There was some mm-hmm. question about the zone international, but it's on fight. Uh, the fight app, F I T E, uh, looks like it's a 1499 pay-per-view. And the amazing thing is that if you're on the West coast, it starts at seven 30 PM, <laughs> night. even 10 30 yeah. for the East coast for, for the, yeah. you know, most of the time you're looking at a 2 PM start out on the East coast for any of that, uh, rising or any of that, it, you know, most Japanese events. So, uh, an early, early start here. I, I'd be able to get most of it done. Hopefully, get the whole event done by two, three a.m. here, as opposed to seven a.m. And yeah. uh, man, I, I'm I'm excited about it. So yeah. uh, right off the bat, bare knuckle MMA and K1. Holy moly, we're uh, you know, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. good. That's yeah. good news on this podcast for sure, for sure. Um, and then um uh, we already mentioned Hunter's thing. We talked about Dos Santos. We talked about Dos Santos. We're doing it and. We did K one, so I guess we may as well jump onto this. Uh, UFC two ninety three is also happening this weekend. If you have, you may have heard about it. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the main event is Israel Adesanya, Sean Strickland. Um, I guess because that makes sense for the to sell pay per views. I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh, how or why, but that's that that's the main event. Um, yeah, uh, we'll we'll look at the the. This is a pretty to me the the pay, the entire cards. They usually do like thirteen fights. It looks like it's only twelve. Um, a lot of the the the, the fights on the uh, early prelims and stuff. You may or may not know know many of the fighters. Um, uh, so we'll just jump into the main card. Um, we'll start from top to bottom as we always do. So first fight on the card: Tyson Pedro versus Anton Turkalj. Oh, hope I'm saying that right. Sorry if I'm not. Um, I'm not even going to try to say his name. He's 0-2 in the UFC. He has a <laughs> win on the Contender Series. Uh, Tyson Pedro obviously lost his last fight as well, uh, but has the experience of winning in the UFC and the fights in New Zealand. And uh, I think uh, I think we might get one of those like 
Australian, New Zealand kind of clean sweeps across the board here. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm thinking Tyson Pedro. First fight of the main card, UFC knows what they're doing when they're trying to keep fans' eyes mm-hmm. on. So I kind of expect a beat down in the first uh, pretty early on in this fight and Tyson Pedro picking up a picking up a win. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. I'm, I'm going Tyson Pedro as well. Um, and then uh, we have Justin Taffa versus Austin Lane. Um, again, I mean, like, 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 uh, you just said, you know, I, I feel like we'll get, uh, the, they're booking, they, they know what they're doing when they go to these places. So they have to book a lot of the popular fighters from the region. Most of the time they do do that. Uh, um, New Zealand is, is, uh, is, uh, you know, Justin Taffa's from New Zealand and that that's pretty much, uh, the, the area that they're in. And, and I, I don't see, I feel like he can win. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put anything. Um, Austin Lane looks like he's got a height advantage, um, but uh, again, I, I just feel like like they have they just home field advantage goes to the guys that are that have these uh, these <laughs> these uh, warrior tattoos on them. When you swing sledgehammers and you got a granite shan, it's mm-hmm. hard. To, you're hard to beat. It's the Mark Hunt mold. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin Lane. I'm never gonna. Uh, I'm always gonna hold against the fact that he could have stopped. Uh, friggin hardy a long time ago mm. instead he lost to hardy so we were forced to go through that that <laughs> era of uh ridiculous fights and no contests and yeah inhalers and everything else about that so just for that alone I, i'm i'm team tafa on this fight um yeah I'll, I'll, <laughs> i'm gonna go with tafa my first round knockout i i, I just that's what they are that's yeah minus 238 favor with the, the uh, ufc.com they use they have the DraftKings odds up Minus two thirty eight favorite for Tafa, so it looks like uh, we are not alone in our in our in our pick there. No, uh, you know, I mean, Tafa still got a lot to prove. He hasn't had a million fights, so mm-hmm. uh, obviously Lane has the experience advantage. But um, yeah, I, I think the hard hitting hometown boy is gonna uh, have be okay. Middle fight on the pay per view: Manel Cape versus Felipe dos Santos. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I guess the UFC doesn't have Felipe Dos Santos information. <laughs> they have him as a brand new and, and silhouette on the UFC.com. Um, but um, if, if, if you've uh, if you're familiar with the Menel Capes uh, history, it's hard to pick against him. It looks like he had a little sting. Uh, he had a little dust up at the press conference yesterday. I don't watch UFC press conferences anymore, so I'm not sure what that was about. But um, I'm obviously picking him to win. Yeah, he was going after Kai Kara France in the crowd for canceling their fight on multiple times and showing some frustration. And Adesanya stood up and he uh, he didn't back down. He basically told Adesanya to sit down and mind his own business. Um, kind of a weird thing. I, I mean, I think Cape is going to destroy. Yeah. going to destroy him, especially if he's got a zero inch reach and a zero inch zero. Yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah. That's like, uh, the, uh, the amoeba. The amoeba is going to be a. Uh, <laughs> You know, it'll be hard to submit, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're the, just making fun of the UFC.com's... Uh, yeah, I mean, they're only a $9 billion company. Yeah, but... They're know, only a $9 billion company. Don't do any homework company. on your think, pay-per-view. What do you think? You know, come on. It's not like they can pay somebody to update their website. We've already established that over the last half decade, you know. <laughs> even when that was when they were only a $4 billion yeah. company, you know, so... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll go... I think Cape is going to take out a lot of frustration of... a. Uh, wild ufc career as far as like a half dozen fight cancellations mm-hmm. and uh and take out the silhouette that is 
Uh, <laughs> Philippe Dos Santos. <laughs> no odds on this one. I wonder why. All right, let's move on. That's that's a <laughs> co-main event: Tai Tuivasa versus Alexander Volkov. This one is probably outside of the main event, the the fight that I'm most interested in now for obvious reasons. Um, you know, Volkov is somebody that that I've I've watched. Tuivasa is a, a fun fighter to watch. Again, you know, I know we talked about clean sweep uh, because of the location and who's on the card, but I would not be surprised um, if Volkov could pull off an upset here. I would just uh, not not just because the height and reach advantage, just because of experience on, on top of all of that as well. Um, I know. I mean, this says uh, Tuivasa is coming off of a loss. I think I had money on him when he lost too, so I'd like him to win. We'll see who the odds are here. They have him as the underdog, rightfully so, I think, plus 164 for Tuivasa on the DraftKings odds uh, against a minus 198 for Volkov. Um, I, th- I feel like Tuivasa wants to pick up a W, but I don't think I can confidently pick him against Volkov here, so I'm going Volkov for the co-main event. Yeah, I mean, I talked about the sweep, but then you get to this fight, and, and mm-hmm. I will go with Volkov. Uh, I feel like this fight should be in the opening round of the K1 Grand Prix, going back to that one. Uh, but uh, <laughs> like this is the kind of matchup that would be perfect on that. Uh, Volkov's the better all-around MMA fighter, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he has <clears throat> aspects to his game, but he doesn't have the one-punch knockout power, as we saw when he fought Derek Lewis years back. It cost him a title shot uh, in, in hindsight. Um, you know, he can dominate a whole fight, but uh, there's always that, big puncher's chance that's the punch that Tuivasa brings but i think i think just volkov's the better mma fighter i could see a stoppage here as well mm-hmm. i could see a possession um getting in a, in a good dominant position on the ground and and forcing a submission or uh, a tko um if he's able to get Tuivasa on his back and kind mm-hmm. of you know out of his game so yeah I'll, I'll agree with you there and i'll go with volkov all right, then we move on to the main event that everybody's all excited about. Israel Adesanya champion versus Sean Strickland, who looks to uh, take the, the title. Um, it was People were saying, again, I didn't watch the press conference. It's hard for me to watch UFC press conferences these days. But people were saying that Strickland was getting quite the pop when he was over there um, because of everything he does online. Um, I don't see outside of his antics on social media in the cage and i'm not saying i mean obviously if you're fighting in the ufc you're you're not a bad fighter but you know mma math i know there's no such thing as relying on mma math anyway but if you think about the way alex pajeda handled sean strickland and then you look at pajeda and adesanya's history i feel like adesanya can make short work of strickland and um obviously i cannot i don't see i don't see strickland beating i mean maybe he wreck he can if he can get a takedown maybe he see he, he can get something off on adesanya but adesanya's uh you know he's at the top of his game right now he's he's you know winning and just he's he's on an all-time high in his career he's in his prime he's still young so i i don't see i i can't see him losing on saturday no, I think he wins. I feel like this is the first fight where he kind of has, uh, you know, uh, a hatred in a, in mm-hmm. a, for a word for his opponent since Costa, and you know he took care of Costa in what, like a round and a half. Um, so I think that we'll find. Hopefully, we get kind of the aggressive, pissed off Izzy. 
mm-hmm. um, as opposed to the, you know, just kind of coasted out Cannoneer Romero, uh, you know, a couple of those guys where it just, it, you know, he didn't have a deep heated. There was not, there wasn't really any heat between them. So there's some heat here. I don't know if it's real. I don't know. A lot. You know, Sean Strickland did seem to get a little of a pop. I think whether or not you disagree or agree with his, what he says, like, I think some people do appreciate, especially UFC fans, mm-hmm. that type of person might appreciate somebody speaking their mind a little bit more, whether it's idiotic or not, you know, not <laughs> holding back in, in 2023. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that that's why, and, and obviously people have their opinions on that, but um, as a fighter, I, I agree with you. I just don't see him on that elite level, especially on that elite striking level. If he's able to get the fight down to the ground, I mean, we've talked to, when we talked to John Brumley and, and Mason uh, uh, Icobellis on the show who trained with him at team quest. Mm-hmm. Um, they've both said that he's like uber, extremely talented. And obviously he is, he's 27 and five and mm-hmm. fighting for a title, but he's one of the guys that gets mentioned, you know, when you're talking to some of those younger fighters yeah. um, who trained with him. And when you bring that up it, of all the guys, I mean, those guys train with the, the <coughs> hall of fame le- level of uh, fighters across the board. So mm-hmm. to bring his name up, you know, really shows that, they're, they're, True. They're, you know, there might be something special with him if he if he puts it all to use. I don't think standing in front of Adesanya is going to do it. He did it to, to Pahea, like you said, and, and that was a disaster. I don't think that that – if he doesn't learn from that, then like – you know, it's like Boss Rutten. I think one of Boss Rutten's early saying was like, it's okay to get submitted one time. Just don't get submitted a second time with the same submission hold. You know, I think that, that mm-hmm. going back to like his pancreas days because people got submitted left and right back then. And it didn't mean you were a bad fighter. It just means you were something new or you were hit with something. And you did, if you didn't learn from it, <coughs> then that was that was your downfall. And that was that was kind mm-hmm. of the reason why you didn't develop into the, the superstar or the champion level. So I think we'll see it. It, it. I think Strickland should come out. I think he should try to take Izzy down. At of least course, bring that yeah. into it. I mean, we say that over and over and over. I mean, mm-hmm. Izzy could be fighting Damian Maya in reality. We'd see stand-up fight. It's just weird how that seems to develop. Um, obviously, it's hard to get people to the ground. You can yeah. attest to that better than most. But um, I, I, I just think that that's his only chance of winning. I think every second this fight is on the feet, I think Adesanya is a, a single strike away from ending the fight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... This is not one I see him dragging out for the sake of like fan and whatever. I, I and I also think, yes, he he avenged his loss against Pajeda, but I think um, in in his home, you know, in his in his home area too, I think it would uh, benefit him to 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 remind fans of of the Adesanya that that climbed his way to the title with the finishes that he used to get. If, if he if he gets another if he get, finishes someone like Strickland, it's just going to cement him. You know, and and make him more marketable, and and you know, it, it just his make his stock go up even more if he gets an early finish by the first or second round. Um, Is know. this the first time you've ever noticed it be Nigeria under Adesanya's name? I feel like he's always been New Zealand. Interesting. I don't, I, I mean, I, I, I know he had obviously the issue with uh, Duplessy. You know, mm. which it became big on their nationalities and all that crap. I didn't even notice that when we were talking about it. I was actually looking at the odds, plus four forty for <laughs> for Strickland as the underdog and minus six hundred for. I mean, if you, if you, if you feel like uh, if you feel like winging it, you know, put some money on Strickland. But outside of that, no, I didn't notice that. I mean, it'll be interesting because I feel like he's, you know, I I always feel like he was always introduced as being from New Zealand. So it'll be it, maybe I'm. 
maybe that's just revisionist history, but mm. I feel like that's how he's always been kind of labeled, right? Yeah. Like, so to be in Australia, if you know, is he going to? Well, he, I mean, claim? he's always kind of rep both. Like he's tried to rep both. So I understand I, that. I, I, yeah, no, I, I know you're talking about the website here and what the UFC likes to do to to push their product. So, um, yeah, it could it could it could be uh for that reason because of the, they're trying to line up that. Duplessis. I know Dana White that he was asked about that. I don't remember what his comment was. Again, I have been so tuned out of UFC press conference and media stuff because I mean you just, you just have to fucking turn on social media if you if you want to catch a clip of something these days because eight thousand people are literally writing the same thing. So you're not missing anything if you don't tune in. But uh, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Yeah, but I, I you know like we said we just went through the fights. I think they're going to be some good fights. I think there's going to be some finishes. I I don't think there's the most meaningful fights in UFC history. I I then I think the champ retains. So uh, mm. I don't think a whole lot will be different uh, come Sunday morning as far as the landscape of yeah. of, of MMA goes. But um, but man, uh, I, I look forward to this weekend. I, it's been it's something energized. You know, even if I only catch the last couple of UFC fights, just mm-hmm. you know to know that the K one will be on the other channel and be fresh off a night of bare knuckle MMA is uh, it's going to be fun. So I think that that's uh, what I mean. What else can you really ask for? Yeah. I mean, really, that's across the board. We always talk about the fun aspects and the, the circus aspects of combat yeah. sports and kind of a little bit of everything. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, the, the bare knuckle MMA, I feel like, has, has really piqued my interest uh, as I was writing that piece for my MMA news. So, I mean, uh, looking at their history and just re- remembering and then, the, you know, just uh, something about bare knuckle. And I remember asking Paulie Malinaji about this when he went against Artem Lobov. You know, there, there's something... There's something that changes when they when when it becomes more of pretty much what UFC one was, you know what I mean? When there are no gloves protecting you, I mean, I mean, you put a mouthpiece in a cupping because you want to protect your own teeth and balls, <laughs> you know what I mean? But outside of that, it's 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 pretty much uh, it's pretty much um, it, it, I I don't I don't blame we're doomed for feeling like his submission game is being more dangerous because he's not wearing gloves. You know, it just, uh, just again, the press conference and stuff. I'm, uh, I'm a little excited about tomorrow night. Um, I'm, like you, I'm actually a little more excited about the bare knuckle MMA and K1 more so than the UFC 293. Um, if I catch the the pay per view, you know, uh, I, uh, I'm sure we'll get some highlights out of the out of the event. ESPN MMA. Socials do a better job than the actual UFC for showing uh, highlights instead of just a celebration running around. They actually show you the the follow, the lead up to the technique that before all the celebrating. So, um, you know, if you watch it that way, uh, it should be a fun weekend. But you know, it's the first weekend in September, and then uh, you know, then we got a we got a ways to go yet for for other stuff coming. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 happy. It's, it's it should be a good weekend. Nice fans can follow the show on X at combat hour coast to coast combat hour on instagram follow myself matthew hawkins at mma hawk 21 on x and instagram follow edit carbazal on x carbeerzal on instagram and old head carb on twitch and as always we're brought to you by allaccessmma.com check out allaccessmma.com for our video podcast mma stories and mma news always also check out the bloody good show um on twitter 
online. Uh, Bloody good show! <laughs> check them out where they got a, <laughs> a, a, a pool of podcasts, and we're also a, a group of that. So check out those, support those dudes, and uh, have a good weekend, everybody, and uh, enjoy the rest of uh, National Beer Day or National Beer Night now. Salute. Yeah. <laughs> good night. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>